can be hard to maintain friendships in life. Luckily, Instagram makes it easy for me to keep up with all my friends in so many different fun and creative ways. Whether it's sharing snippets of my life with all my friends in stories and posts, or sending reels back and forth that remind us of each other in DMs. I also love that I get to pick and choose who sees specific stories. Not everyone needs to see everything, you know? Sometimes I just want to share something with my close friends, like if I have a great outfit I want them to look at or an interior design idea that they want their opinion on. I only trust the people I've added to my close friends list for fashion advice. Duh. There's just something so special when you see the green little close friend circle from one of your friends. I can't click fast enough. I just know it's going to be something good. My friends always find new creative ways to share things on Instagram. Whether it's sharing music stickers to songs they currently have on repeat, creating highlights for special moments, or even participating in the latest Add Yours. They really inspire me. But most of all, Instagram's just a really great place for all of me and my close friends to close the distance. Even though we're not physically together, there's this old saying of, it's just the little things, and I swear it's still true. And now I'm so glad that I get to enjoy those little things with Instagram and my close friends. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for showing up. Uh, I appreciate it. Said I would be here, I think. Um, you said you'd be here at 1. My watch is off. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, like off, off. <laughs> <laughs> like turned off? That's yeah. really convenient. Thank you for remembering to wake up at 12.30. I woke up at 12.30. Yeah, when I asked your girlfriend to wake you up. You know, this wouldn't fly in the military. <laughs> Which we were once a part of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> once upon a time. <laughs> I, I slept a lot in the military. <laughs> Did you ever oversleep? Oh, no. Yeah. I would wake up and I would get there and then and then I would sleep. Because this is going to sound... Here's the thing that I found about talking about the military. Okay. People in America that are not in the military hate it when you say bad things about the military. Oh. But all the people in the military go, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I was, uh, the highest rank I had was E4, which is the, uh, it's a specialist. Mm -hmm. um, but the emblem is called a SAM shield. Oh. And we what would all. What does look like? So I can visualize. I'm a visualized. Um, it looks like a, like a baseball field. Oh, okay. But there's an eagle in it. So it's like a, the, the, a diamond with the round top. Will you make an eagle noise for me? Eagles don't actually make the noise that people think they do. That's really upsetting. I can make you a hawk noise. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah, it is. Oh, that wasn't what I pictured. I think I was thinking more pterodactyl. Like, like a... Ah! That's not maybe then. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> Edit. No, 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 no. That stays in. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You're making a mark so that you can know where it is. Yeah, later. that stays in. Yeah. That's going to be the opener. <laughs> so you were an eagle, a baseball I, I diamond was, eagle, E4. Yep, I was an E4 baseball diamond eagle. <laughs> and it's called the Sam Shield. And so there's a common phrase in the military amongst E4s called the Sham Shield. Oh. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh -huh. Um, so there's like automatic promotions in the military mm -hmm. up to four. Okay. And then after that you have to apply and you have to be like, go through a process you have to and work for it. 
More or less, okay. yeah. Uh, so the the vast majority of soldiers in the military end up at E4 before they get out. Okay. So we call it the E4 Mafia. Okay. And it tends to be full of, you know, everybody who just got time like promoted due to time in service. Right. Not necessarily like promoted due to like outstanding above and beyond behavior, yada yada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's the there's what's called the the sham shield amongst the E4 mafia and there's a lot of and this is a thing that the military folk will get and the people who aren't in are going to get start getting a little upset about in like a weird way there's a lot of what we call hurry up and wait and that just means somebody's going to bust into your room at like four in the morning and start yelling at you like hurry up hurry up let's go we gotta go let's go hurry up and then you're going to get to wherever it is you need to go and that same guy is going to look at his watch and be like all right we got here about Four days early, we are going to wait. And then you just sit and wait for until whatever happens, happens. Oh. Yeah. And because there's so much hurry up and wait, military personnel often have to figure out, like, how to pass the time, more or less. Uh, so there's a lot of dominoes. There's a lot of spades. But like, what, what's the point of the hurry up and wait? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> If you oh, ever you... find an answer to that. Okay. What really the, the the general consensus here is that it starts at the top. Top, top guy goes, hey, we got to have people. We got to have people in this place at this time in this uniform. And let's just say he says, like, be there at 9 a.m., right? Okay. And he tells the guy right below him who tells the guy below him, hey, we need people in in this place by 8.45 a.m. And then that guy tells the people below him, okay, we need people in this place by 8.30 a.m. <laughs> and by the time it gets down to the lowest ranking people, it's like, we got to be here by 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Because everybody wants to be there 15 minutes early. But they know that they do this. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. they don't care. Okay, yeah, yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. And so, That's so kind. Yeah, as an E4, now I got to show up at places at 5 a.m. because 20 people ahead of me were told 15 minutes prior to 15 minutes prior. And so there's a lot of hurry up and wait, get somewhere way early, and then just kill time. But you can't look like you're doing nothing. So you have to do something. And the goal is to find something... Or I guess I'll put it this way. The goal is to find nothing that looks like something. Does that make sense? Yes. Weirdly yeah. enough, it does. Yeah. Like, so so you can't look like you're doing something, but you can't look like you're doing nothing? No, you have to look like you're doing something, but there's nothing to do. So you have to look like you're doing something while doing nothing. Okay, so you nothing. don't have to, like, stand there in the one spot. Oh, uh, okay. Most often, no. You don't know. Okay. They're not going to make you stand for four hours. Okay. And okay. sometimes there is, like, downtime, and you're allowed to go and sit and play, you know, spades or dominoes, which are the common ones. But... So, like, w would this pass, right? Right. Is it... Is it I, I'm For some reason, I'm thinking of, like, you standing in a desert. I don't know why I'm thinking that. It's happened. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm counting the grains of salt, or salt, sand. sand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm counting the grains of sand, but like to see them, I have to be laying on the ground. 
Would that, would that, yeah, look at me finagling. Are you face first in the desert, just laying on your stomach right now? Am I on my side, perhaps with my, with sunglasses on, because it's so sunny out? Yeah. I mean, sunglasses are fine. Yeah. That's normal. But like, you'd really be sleeping. Yeah. Um, I, if you're laying there motionless, somebody's going to check on you, probably just because they're worried you have heat stroke. That makes sense. Yeah, you got to be a little bit, you got to be a little bit, like, you could stand in the desert with a clipboard counting the grains of sand, and when somebody (laughs) comes up to you and says, what are you doing? You go, I'm counting the grains of sand, and they go, why? Well, I'm just trying to find ways that, like, would you be able to nap in in those four hours? Yes, but napping involves more hiding. Okay. Here's some, um insight from the reserves there's active duty which is what most people think about when they think about the military and there's uh the army reserves or most they all have reserves i think um and then there's the national guard okay national guard is just like the state specific version of the military okay that army reserves is the reserves yeah you know you have your active active yeah um in the reserves we go to drill we have to play soldier is what we call it for one weekend every month. And then during the summer, they send us to a training exercise that is, they say lasts two weeks. What they mean is at least two weeks because every year it turns into a month, but it's not a month because if you're active duty for a full month, they have to pay you a basic allowance for housing and other stuff like that. So like if you're married, you get extra money to you know help pay right. for uh, your wife and kids, whatever. But if you're not active for a full month, then they don't have to pay you that. So very often our training exercises over the summer would be like 29 days. Oh, no. Because they didn't want to give us the extra four to eight hundred dollars to pay for rent for that month. That's so messed up. It's the government. It can be hard to maintain friendships in life. Luckily, Instagram makes it easy for me to keep up with all my friends in so many different fun and creative ways. Whether sharing snippets of my life with all my friends in stories and posts, or sending reels back and forth that remind us of each other in DMs. I also love that I get to pick and choose who sees specific stories. Not everyone needs to see everything, you know? Sometimes I just want to share something with my close friends, like if I have a great outfit I want them to look at, or an interior design idea that they want their opinion on. I only trust the people I've added to my close friends list for fashion advice. Duh. There's just something so special when you see the green little close friend circle from one of your friends. I can't click fast enough. I just know it's going to be something good. My friends always find new creative ways to share things on Instagram. Whether it's sharing music stickers to songs they currently have on repeat, creating highlights for special moments, or even participating in the latest ad yours. They really inspire me. But most of all, Instagram's just a really great place for all of me and my close friends to close the distance. Even though we're not physically together, there's this old saying of, it's just the little things, and I swear it's still true. And now I'm so glad that I get to enjoy those little things with Instagram and my close friends. But so, like, what made you even join the military? I was like, bored. You Really? <laughs> that sounds like an awful answer for this. Uh-huh, I was okay. I was... Your truth is your truth. I was in college at the time. Okay. I was going to Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida. I right. was studying mechanical engineering. Um, this was math people, man. I got a call from a recruiter, and the recruiting office was, like, near the college. Mm-hmm. 
because the college was in like it it was in like the touristy part of Daytona. It was right next to the Speedway, the International Speedway. Mm -hmm. Like we could watch the Daytona 500 from my buddy's dorm room. Mm -hmm. um, I get a call from a recruiter saying, "Hey, we got your ASVAB scores. You took this test uh, like almost two years ago." What's the ASVAB. Uh, it's the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. Okay. It's a test you take to see what jobs or services you could test into. Okay, and you took it. What made you want to take it? My friend was trying to join the Air Force mm -hmm. in high school, and he didn't want to take the test alone, so he just signed me up for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. And so I was you, a good friend, so yeah. I went, you know. And you just took a test. Yeah. That's a good friend. Um, It's a pretty simple, straightforward test. It's a vocational battery, so it's not like... You're not doing like high trig or anything. They, right, right, they right. have a math portion, but it's like, wh what step do you do the exponents kind of thing? Like, okay. what's two to the third power? Okay. It, okay. It's like really simple stuff. Um, but then there's also like a shop part of it. Like, what's a bandsaw used for? Oh. How does an internal combustion engine work? Oh. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different categories of it, okay. and they just kind of test you across the whole thing. It's uh, maximum score of 99. Okay. And I got a 97. Oh. Right. And so the recruiter calls me and he goes, hey, just letting you know, tests expire after two years. So if you ever wanted to do anything with it, like you basically have just like two weeks to do anything until this test expires. Right, right, right. Do you just want to come in and talk? And I was stuck in traffic. It was the Daytona 500 race week. And so I was not making it to school. And I was, like, right next to the recruiter's office. So I was like, sure, see you in 10. <laughs> and then I just hung up. And I, I showed up 10 minutes later. He's like, I thought you weren't going to come in. I was like, I told you I'd be here. And he was like, yeah, most people say that. And I'm like, well. <laughs> and that's all I said. And then we sat down and talked. And he was like, well, so here's the thing. The, the reason I think genuinely is that, that I did do this is because growing up in Daytona Beach, Florida, I have a really good radar for for BS, for yeah. when somebody's lying to me or trying to sell me. Like, I can right. pick out a, a snake oil salesman from 10 miles away. This guy sat down and went, you know you don't have to be here, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you're doing mechanical engineering at, like, a good college. Yeah. Like, he was confused as to why I was there, right. and that's what made me go, okay, yeah, this I guy's going to tell yeah. me what's going on. And he's like, yeah, so first of all, you don't have to be here, but since you since you are here, um, I'll tell you about this program we have. It's called the Split Ops Reservist Program. Basically, what it means is that you're going to go to basic during the summer, and then you'll come back and do class over the winter. Uh, you'll do your, your, your fall and your spring semester, and then next summer you'll do your AIT, your Advanced Individual Training, which is your job-specific training in the Army. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you're in. And then while you're in, if you sign up for the ROTC program at Riddle, you can do what's called the Green to Gold program. They'll give you a monthly stipend, so they'll pay for your housing, they'll pay for your food. With The, um, the return is that after you graduate... You do at least two years. You sign at least one contract, I think, with the military after that as an officer. And so there's NCO and there's uh, officer. NCO is a non-commissioned officer. And there's officer. Officer is the people you call sir and you salute. They're the ones that, like, 
make the decisions more or less. The NCOs are the ones that carry out the decisions. So the NCOs are are more of the hands-on. The officers are paper on. Like they do all of the paperwork and my god, there is a lot of paperwork. <laughs> like the officers get made fun of a lot. Right. As they should. <laughs> but should they I don't know. <laughs> they should. Okay. I listen. This is probably me talking to all of the other enlisted soldiers that are listening to this right now. They should. <laughs> but um, the thing with the officers and uh, if anybody listening right now is like, I want to do that. I want to be I want to go military. I want to do ROTC. I want to be an officer. Here's the thing. The, the best advice I could possibly give you is learn to write a resume. You know how, you know, you don't yeah. say, like, I'm good at juggling. You say proficient yeah. with whatever, whatever. Exactly. You, Learn. you find, like, real concrete skills and find ways to, like, It's the way you write it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Learn your superfluous language and learn to, ha learn to write recommendations for awards. Your job as an officer, as far as an enlisted soldier is concerned, is to make sure that your enlisted soldiers are put up for awards. Okay. So the officer would write, like, this soldier went above and beyond the call of duty on this and this and this. If Without this, the mission would have failed, yada, yada, that kind of thing. And then he sends it up, and then other officers who also weren't out there will go, this is, sounds amazing and excellent. Absolutely, we're going to give this soldier whatever. And if you get awards, those transfer, transfer to uh, promotion points. So if you want to make it in the military, you want to go from the E4 Mafia to to becoming uh, an NCO, to becoming getting responsibility, all right. that stuff, you need uh, a packet. The packet needs to look impressive. It's got to be basically your your military resume, and that includes all of the awards that you've gotten up to that point. So if your officer is you know doing his due diligence as far as like that is concerned, you you should have a a pretty thick packet full of like uh like army achievement medals and like accommodations and all this stuff so that when the other the the um promotion board looks at it they go wow you know this guy's only been in for two years but they have so many awards like they right. must be you know a high-speed soldier they're squared away we'll definitely like take a look at this person that's a steve rogers kind of guy yeah <laughs> steve rogers yeah steve rogers would have written yeah. you know a ton of accommodations yeah. for it's that's what that's my that, that's all I know about the military is Steve Rogers. The one thing that bothers me about Captain America. <sighs> Be careful what word you say next. A captain is an officer title. Mm -hmm. And so he he's not an officer. No, no, no I, I mean, technically, I guess within the bounds of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Captain Rogers technically is. Yeah. A captain. That's America's. Ass. That is America's. Ass. <laughs> but as a captain, he would be getting saluted and like, oh, good morning, sir. That never happened in any of the movies. Not that I could not. I mean, maybe it did. I just didn't notice it. But the other thing is, like, very often the NCOs are the ones leading the fight. Like, they're the ones that are on the battlefield. I know um, the first, like, two or three ranks of, of officer might also be out there because you need experience, yada, yada. Uh -huh. But, like, the person that would be doing that much fighting would be an NCO. He, he, could, he should be Master Sergeant America. Master it doesn't roll off the tongue not. good. It also really, like, makes me happy every time you're talking and, like, you're going in a full sentence and you're like, blah, 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 yada, 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 yada. Yeah, <laughs> listen. 
It, do you want me to say et cetera, et cetera? I don't know. I did, well, like, like I, I think it's more of I think it's fascinating to see everyone's like individual quirk. Like for me, I go blah 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 blah. But like you go yada yada. I use yeah. I use yada. words that exist. Blah blah is a word that exists. B l a h. That's a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you went, you once told me this story from when you were in the military, mm-hmm. and I I didn't really understand the context, but like the story itself was still so cool about like the hearing stuff. Oh, the yeah. auditory stuff. Yeah, I want. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll tell it for sure. Yeah. Uh, none of this matters. No, it does matter. No, I'm not. This isn't for you. I'm just, oh. this is more military. <laughs> none of this matters. Uh, oh. <laughs> the people, the military personnel is thing. Think it's got, cool. Yeah, it's a fun little thing, but it's I'm not I'm not about to tell you about the time I like I saved a child from a burning building or anything. Um Did you ever save a child from a burning building? That's not what we're talking about, Rebecca. Okay, I'll ask you that after this. Okay. <laughs> uh so because I was a split ops reservist, I did basic over the summer and then I came back the next summer for my AIT, uh, which means my AIT was a little bit different. So like the first week, they just make sure everyone's in the right place at the right time, with the right equipment, right uniform, that kind of thing. There was like four of us that were split ops reservists. You're just like, they've not told you anything about what's going to happen. You've just gotten off a bus and somebody started yelling at you. Oh, nice. Right. And you're given a bunk. You're introduced to the other people in your area. Uh, Shout out Boudreaux. He was the guy that was... Uh, directly next to me in the alphabet at basic. <laughs> uh, there's a thing in the military called the battle buddy system. You can't go anywhere without your battle buddy. Oh. And when you're doing like training events, you get in trouble for not being somewhere with your battle buddy. And it translates oh. in wartime, don't be alone. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, d- don't jump out of a plane alone. Right. 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 It's like the hardcore version of like the buddy system when you go on a field trip. Exactly. Or like alphabetical order when you find that person that's like below or above you, you're just always together and you have to befriend them because you're always next to each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I had, I knew this was a thing because my father was in before I was and he told me about the battle buddy system. Uh, if you're if you've ever heard military personnel refer to somebody else as my battle, that's my battle. Is because that guy was my he was his okay. battle buddy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. That's so cute. Yeah, so I Friends found Boudreaux, life. and I was like, don't go anywhere without me. And he was like, okay, because we were both just like, what's going on? And so there's just a ton of chaos, basically. Everyone's panicked all the time. The anxiety is through the roof because they want to train in chaos. Yes. that War yeah. is chaos, so training should be chaos. Uh, you're trying to like be you're being forced to like memorize a ton of information uh, and then you're constantly moving. You're not allowed to rest. They constantly have you standing up straight with a book in your hand, like in line, waiting to get your uniforms, waiting to get your boots, waiting to get all this stuff. Oh. And so when I say there's a lot of sleeping, it's because in between everything, you are just trying to find moments to sleep. If they ever put you on a bus, you are sleeping. You'll have like a bag on your back, a bag in your lap, and your head will just be down on the bag in your lap, and you'll just pass out full nap in 15 minutes, no matter what, every time. If they put you in a place with air conditioning, it's over. (laughs) It's over. So that's what happens during basic, right? When I go from AIT, I don't have to do that anymore because I've already done it. So when we go to do our testing again, we have to do our audio tests. So they put you in this soundproof box that seats like eight people. And then you put on your headphones and you get a clicker. And then you're going to start hearing a tone 
in one ear and it just changes pitches and you have to click every time you hear it. And that's how they test like the depth of your hearing kind of thing, like right. in every direction. Then you hear it in the other ear up and down. The first time I did it at basic, I passed, but it was like chaos. There was right. so much other stuff going on uh, that when I did it this time and everything was calm and I, there were less people in the booth and they were all quiet because they knew what they were supposed to do. I tested so much higher that after I got out, they made me do it again. Like the woman there was like, your scores are so wildly different that we need to make sure this wasn't a fluke. Right. So you're going to have to do this again. And I got back in there and I was like, I just want to let you know, like I heard everyone else's beeps. Like, so my score wasn't even, and she was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I went in there again and I scored even higher than what I had just done with the four people. And she was like, how, why? And I was like, I'm telling you, I was hearing the beeps. And she was like, do you want to do this again with just the one on? And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds fine. It's a cool, dark room, and I don't have to do anything for like five minutes. Absolutely, I'll do this again. And so we go in there, and she just turns the one on, and I scored like even higher than that. And I was like, yeah, there are no more beeps that time. It was, it was just mine. And she's like, I've never seen this before. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Can I go? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, go. And I was like, okay. And it, I'd never care. Like, it it never, like... Do you have, like, supersonic hearing? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, superhero. Yeah. It's not as fun as you <laughs> might <laughs> think. I don't know. With uh, great power comes great responsibility, Ben. Yeah, I From eavesdrop on so many people. <laughs> What's, like, the craziest thing you've heard? I don't... Well, that's the other problem that I have is ADHD. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I don't remember. <laughs> I hear people, like... I always hear when someone's talking about me, oh. like if someone says my name, they could, we could be at opposite ends of a room with like people yelling in between. But if somebody says my name, I will hear it every time and I'll be able to like look up and be like, what, what do you want? Hey, that's how you answer the phone when I call. Yeah. What? Okay, I tried to answer with hello one time, and you were like, oh, my God, are you okay? Yeah, I know, because, like, for two years, you only answered with what or yeah. what do you want? And then you offered hello, and I'm like, are you sick? That's fair. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. can you hear the air conditioner right now? Yes. But I also, I don't know, I feel like like I can hear very well, but I feel like I have that kind of sense with, like, facial expressions. I can read facial expressions too well. Can and you read mine? Yeah, it's that we're best friends. Mm. Obviously, that's what that's like. Plaster I think you need on to go back in the booth. No, 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 no. I know, I know. But like, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, like I can read people's facial expressions to the point that I feel like I can figure out like ulterior motives, like act attitudes, like things yeah. like that. But then my inner heart is like. Nah, they really like me. We're <laughs> nah, we're friends. They would never. Uh huh. <laughs> and then, like a month later, I'll call you. Man, they weren't really my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it goes. And I'll be like, I know. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, 
do you have any regrets when it comes to the military? Like, was there anything that like you either regretted or got in trouble for or anything like that? Oh, there's the face. Oh, <laughs> if you were in the military for any amount of time and you don't have a story about a time you got in trouble, then you did you really go? The did military? you really go in the okay, military? Yeah. Right. I want to hear the story. Um. Well, first of all, I'll say this because you asked, do I regret anything okay. in the military? Yeah, right. First, I am gonna put it like this. Okay. I don't regret doing it, but if someone offered me money to go back to basic and do it all over again, there's not a number I would say yes to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love everybody I met. It was a good one-time experience. It was a great one-time experience. Okay. You know? <laughs> and great is used very loosely here. <laughs> I love the people. Okay. The 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 brotherhood, the brothership, all that stuff. Uh, and you say that there's obviously women there too. Right, right. They're part of the brotherhood now. Yeah. Like of it's course. just how it is. They're one of the guys. Yeah. Like there were um there were some uh some female uh, officers, and I do want to say I know the word female has gotten like a weird negative connotation lately. Has it? Yeah. So, oh. but the idea there is just like think about the type of men you in your life you hear use the word oh, female. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm okay. using it in the very military way yeah, of males yeah. on the right, females on the left, kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Um. So there are some female officers, um, which you call them, ma'am. It's yeah. sirs and ma'ams. Manners. Uh, right. But they were they were uh, younger, and so they were like. Like just, I don't I want to be a ma'am. Yeah, yeah they're like, I don't like being called ma'am. Um, and I was just chatting. We weren't. It wasn't like it was during. It was like during one of our exercises or something. And, and we just ended up being in the same area, so we were just chatting. And uh, she brought up that she just doesn't like being called ma'am. And I was like, What do you prefer? And she's like, I, she's like, I don't know. I've never been asked that before. I feel that because I remember when I first started teaching, and you know. Do most kids have manners? No. No. But when the few that do, and they're like, oh, yes, ma'am, and just kind of... Yeah. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, not that much older than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, that's... I also... I don't think ma'am even implies age. Not... It but, doesn't, but, yeah. like, it does. But it kind of does. Yeah. It doesn't, but it does. Yeah. I think there's a couple different things at play there, but we can get into etymology <laughs> later. Uh, so we were just talking, and I was like, can I call you miss? And she was like... She thought it was funny. Miss. Miss. M-I-S-S, not M-S dot. That almost gives me like, like fancy vibes. Yeah. yeah Miss. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And whenever I saw her walking by, I would have to do, you know, salute, good morning, ma'am. But I would, just to her specifically, I would go, good morning, miss. And she would laugh every time. And it was just the silliest little thing that I could do to like, make the day a little oh, bit bright because like so sweet. a lot of the military is what we we use a phrase called embracing the suck <laughs> it sucks for everyone and we have to embrace it and that's how we become friends everyone right. else calls it trauma bonding <laughs> it, trauma bonding yeah. embracing the suck you know yeah and yeah. so there's always been like little dumb things that people try to do to make the day a little bit brighter. Like right. there was this guy, Katraba, when I was at basic, he would wake up every day, regardless of anything. He would wake up every day and just say, another beautiful day in Georgia Aww. with just a chip rat. He didn't believe it. 
But it's like you gotta you gotta like yeah. convince yourself. Yeah, it was wildly sarcastic every time, but it would make us chuckle. And it got to the point where like if we were ever doing like a thing at basic that we all hated, people would just start going, Well, another beautiful day in Georgia. And it was just like <laughs> a way that our our platoon like got through stuff was just by being sarcastic to the universe, That's kind so of. Sweet. And so I had a couple of things that I would do sometimes, like I would like in the halls randomly when I'm passing people, I would look and be like, hey, thank you for your service. And it's just like it's very silly coming from another soldier. Yes. So like civilians say it to soldiers all the time. Like, thank you for your service. What do you how do you feel about that? Like we all hate it. Oh, really? We all hate it. Why? Because we don't know how to respond. Okay. And there's also for the most part from all the people that I've talked to uh, prior service wise, Everyone has the sense of either not feeling like they did enough to deserve a thank you for your service, or there's just a general disdain for their own service. Interesting. Yeah. I'm one of those people that, like, I feel like I have to say it. You don't. Um, but yeah, there's because like, that that gets into like more of the the general like military industrial complex and oh, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that I get stuff. That. That and, makes sense. Um, there's this thing that I brought up when I was in, and some people didn't like it, but it's very very true. There's only two reasons somebody would join the military, um, and you can be both, but it's either because you were dumb or you were poor. What about? I'm sure there's like people that just genuinely do. If it's anything other than poor, it's dumb. Why do you call it dumb? I mean, I could probably find a different word for it, but like like, just for the ease of the phrase, it's either dumb or poor. Oh, no. Uh, Dumb. The people who say dumb Mm -hmm. are like they they know. They're like, this was not like a smart choice that I made. Uh, I fall into both categories. Bless. Because I did not need to do it, and I did it anyway. Yeah, I was also very poor. The money sounded great, but I didn't need it. What about people who like want to do it because like it follows in family's footsteps, or they feel like it's the right thing to do? Even Dumb. So close. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> okay, keep going. Because like. <sighs> There's a, I have a general belief that uh, there hasn't been a war worth fighting since the Second World War. Okay. Everything okay. else has been yeah. for ulterior motives since then. Yeah. So with the belief that, like, for God and country, we are literally given numbers when we m- sign up for the military. Oh. It's your DODID number. The belief that your God and your country care about you and then hand you a number is very contradictory. The belief that you're fighting the good fight when there hasn't been a quote-unquote good fight since 1942. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Okay. The the only people that I will put in a gray area are like, my dad did it, my grandpa did it, his grandpa did it, like family legacy stuff. I would still personally classify it as, as dumb, but that's because <laughs> I moved out at 16. I don't really talk to my family. Right, right, right. So right. that's like a it's very... It's a different kind of experience. It's a different kind yeah. of experience. But, um, so there's just a lot of, there's a lot of gray behind thank you for your service. And very often when you say that to a soldier, the first thing they think of is not their own service. It's who they can't say that to anymore. Oh. Which 
when people say happy Memorial Day. Is yeah, like, no, that's great. an oxymoron. I yeah. have six friends that would really love to celebrate right. this Memorial like, Day. I, I feel like so many people like genuinely don't understand what Memorial Day, what Veterans mm-hmm. Day. Do you know how many people I've talked to that genuinely think like it's not just Memorial and Labor Day, it's Memo- or Memorial and Veterans Day. They think it's Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Labor Day. And I'm like, Labor yeah. Day has nothing to do with the military, but so many people don't understand that. Maybe this is a hot take. Okay, I'm ready. But I think it's a good thing when people don't understand that. If you are a civilian and you don't understand the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day and you don't understand why they're different or how they're different or why they're meaningful or why they're not in any case, that's a good thing. Because it means they haven't been affected by it. It means they haven't been affected by it. Well, it's it's been so interesting because I've done like some little history videos on Memorial Day and where does Mm -hmm. it come from and what does it mean and Veterans Day and where does it come from? What does it mean? We wanted a federal holiday. Yes, that too. Yeah. But even more so, like, the people in the comments that, like, get so frustrating and angry about, like, well, what about my grandparents? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what a, what about them? Well, my yeah. grand, it's Memorial Day, and my grandfather's still alive, but he's a veteran. Okay. Well, he can have veterans day. Great. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. like, can you not just enjoy not necessarily celebrate because you know, obviously you don't you're not celebrating uh, a celebration of day. life in a way right yes but I'm, I'm like can we not just like acknowledge the people that this is for like you your grandfather yeah. can be so great and yeah. so glad that they are alive and well and you know their service they did the things that they wanted to do but not mm-hmm. a, like the what about me effect yeah <laughs> the what, what about, about me effect i've i mean that's just the military I mean, not, not, not just that's just that's the, just that's just the internet is what I meant to say. That's just the internet. Uh, I've been really mean to people like that. Oh no! And I don't think I've been really mean to them. Okay. I think I've been neutral to them. But when you're a what about me person on the internet, you expect roses and flowers tossed yes. at your feet, and I don't do that. Right. If people go, what about my grandpa? I go, what about him? <laughs> And they go, well, he's still alive. I'm like, well, I guess this doesn't apply to him then. <laughs> go away. <laughs> well, it's even more interesting, like, when I talk about Labor Day, and they're like, but what about our soldiers? And I'm like, this has nothing to do oh, they're with laboring. the military. Don't worry, they're laboring. <laughs> it's, it's wild. But I want to go back to the stories about when you got in trouble, because I'm not forgetting about that. I want to hear that. Okay. So I'll I'll tell a couple Okay, I'm ready. A couple where I was adjacent to people being in trouble and one where I got in trouble okay. in the dumbest way. Okay, I'm ready. So um when I was at AIT, uh I was put in charge of my my platoon. It's just like a thing they do regularly where they'll they'll grab a soldier or two. Um, and for like one week, you're quote unquote in charge. Okay. Uh, you're the PG, the platoon guide. Um, and they put me in charge when we had two weeks left of AIT. And it was supposed to be one male, one female in charge. Um, and then the the female that was in charge with me got into an actual fist fight like day two. And so she was removed. She was stripped of her fake rank. And it, they never appointed a second person to be in charge with me. So it was just me. And then after the first week, which is when they usually switch it out, 
they didn't switch me out. So they just kept me in charge for the last two weeks right, of, right. of training, which I was fine with. Um, but it was like very apparent that like the, the, the actual like sergeants, the platoon sergeants that were there to like make sure we were doing what, like they kind of checked out a little bit in that last week. Oh, no. Um, it became this thing where like when other soldiers started getting mad at each other, I was the one that was like, I'm going to step in and like quell this right. kind of thing. And there were these two guys that never got along the whole time. And uh, they started like arguing in formation, which is where we're supposed to be like standing up straight, not moving, yada, yada. And uh, they were just like yelling at each other. And so oh. I turned around and I separated them. I was like, you know, one person go over there, one person go over there, just stand in a different place. But right. then afterward, I made them come into the room, like just the two of them and me sitting in a room. Uh, and I was like, what? What's what the heck? On? What's going on? Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? I'll beep it out, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll skip a couple of the phrases. <laughs> Um, but they were basically just like, you know, he, he instigated me, said this. And I was like, you know, you don't have to do that. Like it was a very, it was, I think you can imagine it was a man saying a a fairly sexual remark, but Uh, as a command. Yeah. 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 To another guy. Yeah. And the other guy was like, he said that to me. And I was like, well, you, you know, you don't have to. (laughs) And he was like. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm like, then what's the problem? So yeah, I was like, so he said it, and he's like, "Yo, back on back in my hood, back on my block, that's fighting words." I'm like, look around. Where are you right now? <laughs> and he's like, that's not the point. I'm like, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Look what you're wearing. Look at the name on your chest. Look at the other side. Where it says U.S. Army on it. I was like, look around. You're in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. You're a grown adult. You are an adult <laughs> man making his own choices in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. You're not back in South Jersey right now. You're in Missouri. Well, even 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 if you were back in Jersey, you're a grown adult. Right. That too. Stick and then I looked at the other guy. Break my bones. And I was like, it'll never hurt me. Yeah. And I looked at the other guy. I was like, why'd you say that? And he was like, don't like him. I was like, okay, shut up about it. <laughs> Yeah, you're a grown adult. Hey, hey, watch it. Close your mouth for five minutes. Keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it hurt? <laughs> Did it hurt to not speak? <laughs> I Great. wish more people in the world understood that. You cannot like someone yeah. silently. Yeah. You can do just do it quietly. <laughs> don't do it in my formation. You want us all get in trouble because you don't like that guy? You know how silly that is? You don't like that guy. So you got to say something about it. That's so oh, <laughs> you silly. You're just a bunch of silly gooses. That's what you get. You both, you're both silly gooses. I don't know why your friends are from the same flock. Silly little gooses. <laughs> and they hated that. They hated being called silly gooses. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because they're grown men who, like, can't not be affected by words. Yeah. But, like, so you kill Makaya. And then I was like, look, look at me, Maria. I love you. I love you both. You're my brother. I mean that. I would die for you. That's why I'm here. I love you. Be nice to each other. <laughs> and then I walked out, and one of them yelled, F- you, Brainerd. Oh. And I turned around and went, I just over my, like, looked over my shoulder back at him and went, you don't mean that. And then I kept walking. 
Oh, my and temper like, would not be able to. No. I got like halfway down the hall and he stuck his head out the door and went, you're right. I don't mean that. You're a good dude. Oh. And I was like, thanks, man. And that was. See, you're better than me. And my temper. Ooh. I just made sure they weren't like next to each other the rest of the time. And, like, that was it. But, like, I had to tell them what was going on. You had to do classroom But then treat them with kindness and then treat them like I had to meet them where they were. And that's where they were. It was like I needed to show them, like, you're not where you think you are. You're not where you always have been your whole life. This is different. But also, you're so silly. What are you doing? You're like an adult babysitter. Yeah, you're. Bi- yeah, that's basically what the military is. Yeah. 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 Um, like classroom management. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, I feel that. So there was that time. Uh, there was another time when I was at NTC, which is out in the Mojave Desert, Fort Irwin, California. We were there for 29 days. And while I was there, we were. It was like a small group of my people from my unit that were there to help a bigger unit. Mm-hmm. And uh, excuse me. Um, we meet the other unit and there's like 80 of them or something mm-hmm. and we meet their first sergeant. He's the, the guy in charge. Right. Uh, and he was really nice, but he also had a very distinct voice and I'm good at voices. So I started practicing his, <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. I couldn't. And I nailed it. Like day four, I was like, Oh, absolutely. But I wasn't going to do anything like mean with it by any means i was just gonna have a little bit of fun uh but after four days it was like me and the eight people from my unit that were there were doing like all of the work and like the 80 people there to support were doing like very little work and so i started to be like okay now i see what's going on like this is not yeah this ain't happening you know right uh and so the next day, we woke up in the morning, and their first sergeant would always, like, wake up early, get dressed, ready for the day, like, before anybody. And he, would, same thing happened that day. He woke up, got dressed, ready, and right before he turned, right before he walked out, he would, we were just in this giant open bay. It was a massive tent with a ton of cots, basically. And he turned around and just started yelling to wake us up, at, like he does every day, like, wake up, everybody wake up, it's time to get up. And then he would leave, and I stood up and yelled, go back to sleep. Everybody go back to sleep. One more hour. And then they all did. Oh, no. And some, and then I turned the lights back off. Oh, and they all just Except for, like, me and the eight people I came with who were like. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who okay. were like, did that just work? And I was like, it shouldn't have. But then we got dressed in the pitch black at like five in the morning, walk outside. An hour later, their first round comes back, opens the door. His entire unit is still asleep an hour after he told them all to wake up. Oh, my gosh. How much trouble did they get in? They had to do lunges across the Mojave Desert, basically. (gasps) Yeah. Karma. And then the nine of us were just like, well, at least they're getting their exercise now. Like. As Taylor Swift says, karma is a cat purring on my lap because she loves me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I never felt bad about it because no. if no. there was anybody in that unit that was like good to me or our. Or, or it like, was doing anything. Yeah. Like the bare minimum. I would have woken him up. 
and be like, come on, this isn't real. I don't know. The thing is, if you're in the military and your first sergeant yells at you to wake up and you know it's that time, you have to wake up. It's been that, day, that same time every day. And then, and then you go back to sleep after that. That's a problem. That's a problem. I had my watch, my, my own alarm on my watch set 15 minutes prior to the time I knew he was going to wake us up. Because I was like, no, 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 we're not falling for this. And even if he did say go back to sleep, I'm like, I'm awake now. I'm going to go get some breakfast. I'm going to take an hour to chill. I'm not going back to sleep. Uh-uh. That's they, how people get in trouble. Critical th- people, people lack critical thinking yeah. skills too often. Yeah. Um, and that's not just in the military. That's no. everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Especially the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I actually, I told, the, I turned this into a, a joke, uh, and it's on my dry bar special. Uh-huh. And so if you want to watch the full, like five minute joke story <laughs> about this, it's, it's out there. Um, but the time that I got in trouble oh goodness, was way funnier than it should have been. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So this was during the pandemic. Uh-huh. So we were doing virtual drill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure what active duty soldiers were doing. I've heard a couple different, I guess it depends on your unit, whatever your unit was decided to do at this time. Uh, but we could not report in person to our unit during mm-hmm. the pandemic. So we did Microsoft Teams virtual drill. Oh my goodness. And it was basically just a bunch of PowerPoints. That's all it was. Oh. It was every day we'd wake up. PowerPoint. Like this this meeting could have been an email vibe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's most meetings in the military. But most meetings, period. Yeah, well the, a lot of times the meetings in the military happen because something we need to say like one thing, but we also need to take up time. <laughs> so Got it, it. PowerPoints. Right, right, right. Um and so we'd wake up at like six in the morning. Mm-hmm on a weekend mm-hmm. to sign into Microsoft Teams no. okay. to report for virtual drill so we could listen to somebody read a PowerPoint to us. That sounds awful. For two days. Ooh. Uh, and I, this was like, so I had started to get big on TikTok at this point. Right. And so I made a dumb little video making jokes about virtual drill. And one of the jokes that I made was that I would wake up, sign in, put it on mute, go back to sleep. Oh, no. And that wasn't even like the main punchline of the video, but it was definitely a thing that I said. And the video got, it blew up. It got a ton of love from all of the military personnel that were going through the same thing and just laughing, whatever. And then the Military Times wrote an article about it. Where they transcribed everything that I had said. And they linked the video, too. But if you're just reading the transcription, I'm basically telling everyone that, like, hey, the military wakes up at 6 a.m. and then goes back to sleep, which is not too far from the truth, but you can't say that. (laughs) And the the article got so popular that somebody eventually showed the three-star commanding general of the entire Army Reserves. Oh. Yeah. And we have a saying in the military called rolls downhill. Oh, yeah. So it started at the top. And the three-star commanding oh. general of the entire Army Reserves 
heard about this video and got mad. And then I heard about it. That hit every soldier on the way down to me. Oh, no. The problem was, not for me, the problem for for the, the three-star general is that it was funny. <laughs> so they would listen to her yell at them, and then as soon as she would leave, they would look at it and laugh. Oh, no. And then they had to, like, walk into another meeting and be like, no, this is serious. Put on like, their serious <laughs> face and then yell at somebody else. And then they would laugh. <laughs> and then they would go down. And so it was just a bunch of, like, fake anger and laughter on the way down to me. So it got down to me. And it was, like, my first start it was sitting me down in a room and be like, Brandon, this is so funny. <laughs> But why did you do it? <laughs> you can't do this. I don't want to. I don't want you to be in trouble because this is funny. <laughs> but like, I need to yell at you right now. And I was like, I know, I know. And so the compromise was that I took any video I had on TikTok where I was referencing the military or wearing my uniform. I had to private all those videos. Oh. Uh. And so that one's still privated, but I'm out now, so I can unprivate it, and I will one right after this podcast is over because oh. I'm remembering it now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not where it stopped. Oh, no. The three-star commanding general of the entire Army Reserves decided to lift the ban on in-person drill so that we would all have to come to drill in like December of 2020, I think. Oh, wow. Um, and then she personally flew to Lakeland, Florida to come to my drill unit to make sure that I was there. Oh, no. What did she say to you? She didn't talk to me directly. <laughs> which is worse. But she talked to everybody in my chain of command. Oh my gosh. And they were all like, we don't get it. Like Brainerd's a good soldier. Like he's squared away. Like he's on top of it. As far as like e the E4 mafia is concerned, Brainerd's like the closest thing that we have to like just a person we can treat like an NCO. And so she was like, I don't believe, like, I don't know what the conversation, but she was so mad. She was the only person that was involved in this that was not laughing. And oh she was also God. the one that can control all of our careers on oh, a whim. Oh, that's so unfortunate. And so I had to come into a room with, like, my first sergeant, my captain, uh, my, uh, oh, man, I'm I'm blanking on the, the title for this, this rank, but the butter bar, the uh, first lieutenant, first lieutenant, second lieutenant, and then my uh, my sergeant and my staff sergeant were all there. Everybody above me in the chain of command was all just in this room looking at me, trying not to laugh so that they could yell at me about posting this dumb video. And then we all laughed about it. I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that's been happening with so many 
careers is that like social media is really exposing it exposing it putting everyone in the situation of like let's laugh about how awful this is yeah and like the people at the high ups are like it's not funny and it's like no (laughs) no i i I wrote a joke about this too because it's the most insane thing uh and and it's it's a quick one but it was like I don't like hearing the phrase, thank you for your service, because I often don't feel like I've done enough. Uh-huh. Like the question in my head uh, up to about five and a half years of my contract was like, uh, uh, hold on, I don't really tell. Uh, I don't like say people when I don't like it when people say thank you for service because I don't feel like I've done enough. But recently I've found uh, a thing that makes me feel comfortable accepting it. Because the question up to about five and a half years of my contract was always in my head going, have I ever deployed? No. But have I ever made a joke about the military, the Army Reserves on TikTok? And that video got so popular that someone wrote an article about it in the Military Times. And that article got so popular that someone eventually showed the three-star commanding general of the entire Army Reserves. And then she got so mad that she personally bought a plane ticket to fly down to Lakeland, Florida to come to my drill unit to make sure that I was there awake and in person. Yes, I wasted your tax dollars in the most entertaining way possible. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> I had to sign some paperwork saying that I got in trouble and like they they basically made me do like extra chores for lack of a better term. That is so crazy. Yeah. So then like you've you've clearly learned a lot from the military, some good, some bad. Yep. Is there any like last kind of if if someone were to only take one thing away from this whole episode, like what oh. would you leave them with about the military in your time there? Um, I have two things. Okay. One, tactical spork. I need you to explain. I know. <laughs> so in the military, basically, anytime we bring anything to the field, mm-hmm. uh. We just call it a tactical whatever. Okay. So that's just a silly little joke we have. Is it's a yeah. tactical whatever, but there are very there are a lot of times in the military where you're out and you're like, I don't have a fork, or I don't have a spoon or something, and so people would bring a tactical spork. Oh, I love that. Yeah, my buddy X, he brought he had it was a Swiss Army knife, but it was. Utensils. utensils. <laughs> you could pull out a fork and a spoon. It was the greatest thing. I love that. And so you yeah, need that in the military. Bring okay. a tactical spork. Okay. And the other thing is, um, this is a thing that I have to explain during my shows and stuff sometimes. Okay. You can support the troops without supporting the military. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's always been my message to people. Support the, I support the troops. I don't support the military. The troops are simply people being taken advantage of the military is the one doing it you can support the troops without supporting the military that's what i do um because when you really break it down the military is just our poor people fighting another country's poor people oh that's that hits so hard support the troops because they need it but you don't have to support the military when asking like followers hey like i'm is there any stories or anything that you want? Like, I, I got quite a few people that were, well, I don't get why the military soldiers have to be treated like royalty. And I don't I don't think they're treated like royalty. We are treated far from but, royalty. Right. It, it, but it, it's more or less like, 
regardless of how you think about the military or the reasons in which we do we we war at the end of the day everybody who signed up signed their name on a paper that says you might die yeah uh, yeah. you the the phrase is you sign a blank check worth up to and including your life yeah absolutely. Uh, so the and like you know, a hundred years ago, it was because you're trying to protect the the good way of and freedom right. of America or whatever. Recently, it isn't that, but it, if it ever became yeah, that right, again, right. I I suppose that is what you are the one that is being sent. Uh, and then we're also tr- treated so <laughs> chaotically. I'll say <laughs> most of the time when we're in, yeah. Uh, there's general, genuine like therapy that you have to go to when you're coming oh, back yeah. from uh, deployment. Absolutely. So important. Yeah. And most guys don't get that. There's still that sig- stigma in the military that therapy makes you weak or it's oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fortunate. And it's getting better, but it's Good. not, you know, we're not where we need to be. So there's just a lot of broken people that that need need help. Yeah, imagine taking an 18-year-old out of poverty, putting them with a group of 30 to 40 other dudes, forcing them to bond, trauma bond, right. And then giving him money and housing and structure for the first time in his life. Yeah. And then after 10 years of that, kicking him out the door and never saying anything to him again. Oh, that's crazy. No, and I, I think that like, it's so good that the idea of therapy is becoming so much more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still like that old way of thinking of it's not real or it makes you weak. And I yeah. think that like I, I think there's this misconception that because soldiers are thanked or because there are military discounts, like we got that ten percent discount on most right, taco shops. That just makes yeah. whole, we have uh, we have royalty in the house, and that's not necessarily the case. I think so many people don't think about. You know, some of those things that you were just talking about that military soldiers do go through, that so many of them come back and are so broken physically, broken yep. mentally, that, you know, the least you can do is give them a, a 10% discount right. to Taco Bell. Before we before we wrap up, I have to share this with you. I don't know. I went to—this th- is, like, one of the most disrespectful things I feel like I've, I've ever seen in regards to the military. I'm excited now. I went to a Miss America competition for a friend that was competing. And so I listened uh-huh. to um, the contestants give their, you know, their, their mission projects, things that sure. they're working on to want to change the world. Yeah. And this one girl, I don't know if she was ever in the military or she had a family in the military. I don't know. But she really stepped up on that stage and said, like, my project is, like, if I'm Miss America and if I do X, Y, Z and, like, mm-hmm. my goal is... I'm going to eliminate suicide in the military. And it's like, girl. Oh, my God. That is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, and you could just see people in the crowd get really uncomfortable. And you could tell in the crowd who clearly had been impacted by such a thing. And who, like, you could just see the body language and the anger. And, like, it was, I... Oh, because that well, that's that's it's two, probably threefold. One, people uncomfortable when you mention suicide. Yes. Two, people uncomfortable when you mention suicide in the military. Yes. Three, the soldiers. Well, also the anger of like, you th- what like <laughs> it's a it's a great 
thing to strive for. 100%. To say, I will do this is such a complex, serious issue. Like, this is so much more than you becoming Miss America for Fix the VA, Miss America. How about that? Right. How about make sure a veteran doesn't have to wait three months before they can get service at, at the VA? Right. Like that... It just it just kind of like belittles how serious of an issue it is and how catastrophic it is. Um, I hope she does it. I'm rooting for. She her. did not win. I don't think she did. I, okay. I can't remember what state. I don't. I wouldn't say on here because I wouldn't want to like throw her under the bus or anything like that. Even though it, it was on live television. Was but it no. Miss United States? It was Miss America. What? Thanks for hanging. I, I mean, literally, literally, we will keep rambling for yeah three hours. Yeah, That's what we do. So we will do it off camera. Yeah. Uh, getting food because I'm hungry. I'm very hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Thanks we for coming to my podcast. We were going to keep uh, talking forever. I'm going to go put Ben in a princess crown. Yeah. Okay. Tiara. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Absolutely. It was very last minute. So I'm glad you were able to make it. Yeah. I was really late. Like I, I definitely forgot that I had to wake up and be here for one o'clock. <laughs> I hope to see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye